0: Uh, resonate enough to be able to think differently and we're going down you know the, the quote the proverbial slippery slope all right um and so we don't trust that and so then we hunker back down to do what everybody else is doing because at least it's safe
1: so it's know? kind of like going down a different path like we're i'm, I'm a big hiker right yeah. so i'm out in, the, in nature
2: that's a taste of an unthinkable god this week's episode of going rogue A podcast that unleashes the unthinkable in culture, religion, business, and everyday life. We even sneak in some politics now and then just to keep things interesting. So it's time to strap in and let's see how far you are willing to let Mac and the team stretch you to your edge of thinking differently.
0: All right, welcome to Going Rogue, the podcast where we unleash the unthinkable, to see if we can't learn to sort of see differently. Hey, guys, by the way, see differently, right? I see, see it. differently. Got him on tonight. Got, got him on.
3: Boldly go where no man or woman has gone before. Yeah, I
0: know. I ran a rabbit trail here right to start with, <laughs> and I chased a squirrel. All right. So welcome to the podcast. I'm Mac, and we're on the edge tonight with my, be- my buds, my buds, Rev. Hey, Let's good say, to man, see you, man. Hello, hello, hello. And the infamous coach, too. The coach is in the house. Hey, guys. He ready is. to do some push
1: ups, some uh, uh, burpees. Let's get going. No, no. no. <laughs> How I about don't know, some mental the, burpees? infamous <laughs> coach, yep. too?
0: I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of people looking for him. That's what I've heard. All, all I got to okay.
1: say is with this topic tonight, we're going to be doing some mental burpees well, tonight, is what's going to happen. You know,
0: this is going to be so great tonight as we really. Take to heart, sort of our tagline. And that is unleashing some unthinkableness toward probably what we might want to consider is the biggest topic in the universe, maybe? I don't what, know. Go cue music. Through. What is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what is it? Roll, drum roll, please. God.
3: God.
1: Yeah.
0: All right.
1: God? We're talking so, about God?
0: Yeah, we're going to talk about God tonight. And here's the thing. No matter where you're listening from, what your perspective is on, on a deity or on a greater power or anything. We're, first of all, we're going to use the word God, okay? Kind of take that any old way you want, but it gets a little bit cumbersome, to keep going. God or the presence or the one power or this. <laughs> I mean, however you want to frame that word, we respect, and please fill in the blank however you need to, all right? So we are going to talk about... An unthinkable God. In other words, every single one of us has right now a concept of God. When I said that word Mm -hmm. to any of you,
1: uh,
0: us included, we have a framework. We have a grid. We have a definition, however you might want to look at it, Mm -hmm. which which is normal. And that's fine. And that's okay. What we want to do is kind of maybe offer some alternatives to some of the main line definitions or perspectives that we typically have of God that either a we maybe you had an adventure in missing the point from the very beginning and that's just the way it's gone and that's just the way it is. And
3: okay. So what you're saying is yeah. we got to maybe suspend for the next 30, 40 minutes suspend any notion we ever had about this energy this life force this god yeah just be okay for a minute to set it to the side and let's explore a little Uh, bit that's a perfect way to look
0: at
1: it exactly because a lot of people out there may have have their view of god from when they were a child they've never never re-explored as an adult to see if something might be different for Mm -hmm.
0: them it's not a mature particularly and i don't mean mature physically or in years I would speak to that maturity a little bit more in your spiritual walk.
3: Although I'm not going to give up the old song, Jesus loves me, this I know. (laughs) I'm going to keep that, but I'll put the rest on the show.
0: That's okay. I I think I probably... Oh, that rhymed. I like it. I kind of like that. All right. Uh, So let's, again, perfect, Rev. Let's just take some concepts and conceptions and be willing to just entertain some alternatives to some of these and there's probably going to could be a lot more right there I'm sure there could be I mean things that you might have thought but at the end of the day these are probably some of the most common is some of the ones we've run up against in our own lives uh, that have changed us I mean understand that what we're going to talk about tonight it, it isn't like this is stuff that's happening out there <laughs> you know Some of these have absolutely happened right within each one of us, and uh, so we can understand and we can feel for some of the struggle that you might go through, some of the pushback that you might have toward some of these things we might want to offer. Set with it,
3: like the Rev said.
0: Just set just
3: with it. You know, the Hindus talk about Leela, that this earthly experience is God's playground. <laughs> Can we just for a moment be kids again and play and be in awe and wonder with a new concept, a new idea? Play with it like yeah. a ball, you know, and just don't be attached to it. It's not what I've always thought. Great. What a wonderful place to play. Love it. Oh, I do too. Let's go play. Let's do it. I like the playing way better than doing burpees. (laughs) Wait, that's fun for me. Come on. All right. All right, let's go.
0: So let's dive into this thing. So, again, our understanding or image of God, we like to encourage that it's always evolving. And it doesn't mean that everything has to get thrown out. It just means that the minute you think you've imagined to a finite degree what God is like, then you have an imaginary God. Because there's just just no way that we can wrap our arms, heads, consciousness, anything around a finite, we've arrived and we're done concept of the Almighty
3: the mystical arm of Islam talks about that that yeah. they have a phrase I can't come up with the words right now but the phrase is God is always more you get an idea you get a concept but God is so much greater so much more vast than what we can conceive of absolutely yeah for amen sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure <laughs> you
0: know I'm sure glad it's that way as a matter of fact all right it's not yeah. that way always in uh, every place no true you're, you're you're right but it does make a difference when you do look at it that way
3: right my concept of God has uh, evolved I have a deeper relationship with this infinite presence because I was willing to suspend what I had been taught or what I believed and God became more beautiful
0: yes and I think part of what gets in the way of this for a lot of people is this because we're talking about something about belief but really at the core of it it's about what's true you know what's the truth (laughs) And we talked about this in in our filtered truth episode already. But but we get scared that we, the minute we decide to think a little bit differently than the mainstream, and I'm going to just call it the herd, right? (laughs) Then we get scared into thinking that we aren't smart enough, spiritual enough, in tune enough, uh, resonate enough to be able to think differently and we're going down, you know, the the quote the proverbial slippery slope, all right, Uh, and so we don't trust that, and so then we hunker back down to do what everybody else is doing because at least it's safe. So it's
1: kind of like going down a different path. Like we're I'm a big hiker, right? So I'm out in in nature, and I'm hiking down a path that I know and that feels comfortable. I've been here before, right? But let's say I see that path over to the right. A little ragged. I don't know what's over there. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, how do you look at that? Like, some people look at that like, I'm scared to go down that path. Others are like, wow, this yep. is an exciting adventure. Yeah. Let's go see what's there. What's down there? Yeah. yeah. And here's the thing that makes it okay for me I could always turn around and come back. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't have to keep yeah, going. Yeah, I could yeah. go, I go down this path. I'm like, hey, I don't want to be there or I don't. I don't resonate, I'm coming back, you know, go down a different path.
3: So mm-hmm. is the population of the earth afraid of the mystery, the unknown? We're, more, we're comfortable with the, the known. Right. And that mm-hmm. other path, I don't know what's waiting. There might be a bear down there, so I just don't ever put my foot on that path. And it's fear. But the mystics, mm-hmm. we Absolutely. are all born to be mystics, to look outside the veil, to beyond the veil. And that means take another path and explore a little bit. Right. But <laughs> wait, I, I, we just were afraid. And we've we've
1: forgotten because think about uh, a child, a newborn into the world. Everything is new to them. Everyone's a new path. Every they, path it's is a new. new every, every path is new for them. And, right. But
3: they keep going. Why? Why right, is right. it different for us as adults? Well, <laughs> right? they, they fall down. They fall yeah. down. They try a new way. They fall down. And they get back up and they try something new. Right? right. You know. You, but when you mix, when you start to mix things
0: like oh, eternity. And the truth and orthodoxy and doctrine, you know, all of these things get brought to bear. And it, the word is actually we, we're so fearful that if we begin to think outside of that, go beyond our inside edge, uh, you know, that, that who are we to be able to do something like that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um and here's what we really want to encourage right up front. You who, are. Who are we not to do something <laughs> like that? I like, that even there better. You go. I like it even better. Is, <laughs> our,
3: is our path, our religious path, our faiths, are we so insecure in that that we're afraid it's a house of cards? Yes. If there's one idea that maybe can be tweaked a little bit, the whole house is going to come tumbling down. So I think it's an insecurity in your faith. It's Absolutely. not deep.
0: I think that you've hit on the nail on the head right there, Rev. And so let's just, let's hopefully move into that. Let's wrestle with it a little bit. Let's see if we can't get a little more comfortable with being uncomfortable, as, as Stu would say. Uh, and, and maybe come out the other end with some greater peace, some greater understanding in the moment, some ability to be able to relate to others better. Uh, all these things can go into this because your view of God...
3: Affects all that. (laughs) Well, the greater view is the ability to see God, experience God, and know God in a much more big way, a a more vast way. To see that face of God everywhere I look, I think that's a beautiful thing. God Uh, becomes so much more in my life than what I thought God could ever be. Yes.
0: So we're going to, we may shake a little bit of your foundation tonight in some of these things that we're going to offer as an alternative to the main extreme way of looking at it all we ask again of you is just sit with it for a little bit you know chew on it reject it if it's not it just doesn't resonate with you but if you want to we encourage you to engage with us engage with some friends of yours talk about it we'll put some questions out there for you to you know stimulate if you need it uh, but let's you know let's let's start to press into some of these things so god you know we, we, we're, we're okay with the idea that the Bible says God made us in his or its image. We are made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. Now, most of us will nod in that direction and go, I can live with it. I'm, I'm good with that. I'm mm-hmm. okay with that. But what we a lot of times don't realize is what happens is really the opposite that we have made God in our image you know because of what we can understand about what we can touch we can feel words we can use and consequently a lot of these things get implanted in us from a very early age a lot of us if if we're people of church to faith and it's just subconscious now we just don't even realize how that belief actually fleshes itself out in our everyday life and how we look at things, and we're going to call we're going to call that out a little bit tonight, just so you go, oh, I didn't realize that. Let's see what happens. And I think, for me, starting with that is the idea, you know, uh, you know, of an anthropomorphic god, you know, the, the 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 Sistine Chapel God, you know, where we have this idea. That God is a, has a personality and is a person, uh, whether it's with white flowing white hair and all the stuff with the robes, or it doesn't really matter what image you you give your, your God, but that that smacks way back to, to just literally pagan, you know, religion where they were just trying to figure it out, and you know, and whether it was a Thor or whether it was a
3: Zeus or yeah. whether it was whatever. You know, they all go, God's had a personality. Mm -hmm. Well, we created this God to try and find out why bad things happen. Yeah. And so it must be a God. So let's give God the attributes of an angry man. Let's Mm -hmm. give God the attributes of a jealous man. Mm -hmm. And we began to, I guess, descend into the pit of that image of God like us, yes, right, right. And then we limit. That's the box we put God <laughs> is. in. There's us in. I can't God relate to it. If it's not like me, so I can't relate to it. Yeah, because I was afraid of the mystery, the unknown. Yeah.
0: Well, there's the good word, and let's let's hang on to that word as an overarching theme here. Mystery. I think, uh, as as a Christian and being brought up in the Christian faith, I think that Holy Spirit that's talked about all throughout Scripture is, is, is the red-headed stepchild, right? Mm, yeah. uh, you know, that, that has been pushed to the side, kicked to the curb, uh, acknowledged but never, ever loosened. And why? Okay? Mm-hmm. Why is that? It's because it's dangerous. It's because it's uncontrollable. It's because it's wild. It's a spirit. It flows. It's fire. There's all kinds of... And that's very difficult to control, to even explain uh and so therefore the church in general hasn't been willing to let it loose out there
1: and see what happens so connecting with that is for a human being might be a little bit challenging if you're looking at god and you know the white hair white beard that whole thing right i can connect with that you're looking at jesus
3: yeah
1: right Mm -hmm. human form you can connect with that but how do you connect with the holy spirit
3: I can't touch it. I can't use my five senses yeah. to connect mm-hmm. with this unknowable essence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's scary for oh. a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Right. But the idea, you said the Holy Spirit is like fire. Yeah. You know, before we knew fire, fire was foreign and it was scary. Mm-hmm. And it's an energy. It's a It's a. It's a Possibility, mm-hmm. fire in our hands is controllable if mm-hmm. we stay awake, if we stay conscious, and to use this this energy and this life force for something holy. Mm-hmm. It can also burn you if you're asleep. Right, mm-hmm. fire will burn you. It will destroy if you go unconscious. But consciously, boy, fire becomes the greatest tool for life.
0: And light your way. It
3: makes yeah. some great yeah, meals too. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stu's got a great. We're setup. back on the trail cooking yeah. The, the Yeah, hot let's <laughs> do it. Actually, <laughs> I've
1: also heard the Holy Spirit be described as the breath of God yes I got that from two places you ready for this I gotta you know I gotta get a movie reference uh, in here there's two of them. <laughs> from the shack
0: uh huh
1: right yes great movie great book and also from Indiana Jones uh, right the breath of God
3: oh yeah right? you know uh, the word spirit and the word breath mm-hmm. have the same root if you trace yeah. back mm-hmm. the etymology of those two yeah. words it's the same thing and here let's uh, right.
0: spoiler alert <laughs> I know we kind of ran off the side here but this is so important right. it really is spoiler alert Here's the question, guys: What gender is the spirit referred to in almost all of literature?
1: She. I was gonna say she. Yeah, female. Right. Female. Right.
0: The, the noun, the verb, the words that are used to describe the spirit are
1: even in the movie the, the Shack that uh, it was a female right. character. Yep. Well, exactly. And you don't see like in movies. Um, the Holy Spirit portrayed, right? You see right. God portrayed, you see Jesus portrayed. So this is like one of the first times we've seen the Holy a, Spirit portrayed in an entity that we can kind of understand yeah. right. with our our brains. And the and, it, and it's about, a female. It, well, yeah. it's, a, it's
3: a black female, I think, right? <laughs> no, that's, that's the God. Oh, yeah, that's God. Yeah. <laughs> but but here's the
0: other thing about in the movie. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's in the peripheral though. You yes. know, you never get a really strong yeah. front-on, um, right. full-face look at the character because that's the nature of the Holy Spirit. I think it's so cool the way and, they did that. Well,
1: and here's the thing: and if I'm if I'm going down a rabbit trail because yeah, I saw a rabbit, did, okay. so I'm going over yeah, there. That's all right. we, uh, the, it, every time I saw that character in that movie, like it, it just felt like I felt good. Like I felt like. I want to be around that character, which is the Holy Spirit, right? So think about that. Like, I want that energy. I want to be around that. I want to feel that all the time. Well, guess what? We we can. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And and we do, and we should. Mm -hmm. um, But most of us just don't know what it is, know that that's the feeling I have. So how do you do that?
3: What's the feeling? You said good, but give it it more dimension than that. It feels like possibility, potential. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yes. it just
1: feels like joy and, like, happiness to me. It and, feel, like, everything yes. is okay. And, yeah. you know, and even though things are happening around me, you know, I, I envision, like, you ever seen those scenes in the movie where everything's blown up around and there's one guy in slow motion and <laughs> yeah. <nothing's hitting> him, <laughs> he's just walking and go Like, that's, it's just like nothing can happen. Like, I, everything is good. And, yeah. and, and I just feel um, grateful. Kind of I think like it's meal. like a gratefulness, yeah. you know. I just feel it like well, nothing yeah. else is, so I'm, I'm here it,
3: right now in this moment could it be then on the other side of our fear mm-hmm. and our, our trepidation about what is is more joy is more happiness <laughs> is more gratitude is the Holy Spirit,
0: the <laughs> Holy Spirit. <laughs> well all of the above gang you know to me the word I think comes to my mind is it's just right it's just it's just right just know it it's just there it's just
1: right so, so there's really nothing unthinkable you know. about this it's just that we're not thinking <laughs> well, about the holy spirit it, it, it's not that it's it? unthinkable it's just not being thought yeah. about there you yep. go
3: so yep. let's it's off our radar
1: yeah so let's bring it back on um,
3: the fire was always there but we had to discover the fire yes mm-hmm. exactly. it was waiting standing at the door and knocking the scripture might say well you know this is maybe one of the things maybe isn't even on
0: our list but One of the things that we believe about God is that when you do certain things, then you get the spirit, all right? Mm. I mean, in other Mm -hmm. words, you know, we don't have it to start with until you go through a certain ritual or you proclaim certain things and now you're given the spirit, which um, let us just say that maybe that's a little unthinkable. Uh, for some of you out there, but, you know, th- th- this is the kinds of stuff we're trying to we're trying to up. But out is
3: that the people. unthinkable God we're talking about that we've been taught? Oh, you have to be given right. something. You have to behave a certain way and do something a certain way. Then you will be given the Spirit. Right. I'm going to just go on the edge and say the Spirit's already been given, and we just need yeah, to well, wake exactly. up. Exactly. That, you I know, see, it, I, that's limiting the, the energy of God. That good, that blessing, that joy, that gratitude has been put into our hands. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. It is here and now. And it's the father's good pleasure to give that. It's the it's the given. good pleasure. It's already been given. It's given. All right. And if I'm not experiencing, guess who moved? <laughs> oh, that
0: hurt. Oh, <laughs> uh-oh. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> you know,
3: but again, it speaks to a
0: capriciousness that a personality typically has and i think when we go down that path where god's capricious that god makes certain decisions or not likes certain things or not blesses certain people and doesn't bless other people you know we just have to be very careful where we carry that in from and how how really is that the character of god or have we made it in our own image again all right um, but, you know, before we transition to some of these things that maybe we want you to think a little differently about.
3: Well, real quick, you know, yeah. uh, somebody once said that we can know that we've made God in our image when God hates all the same people that we hate. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, this idea of goats yeah, is, and sheep is a man-made image to divide side. the people I don't like. So God's <laughs> on my side.
0: Well, we've certainly done that throughout history, haven't we? Oh, my gosh. Sorry think for this. It. No, moment. It's true. So uh, let me just go out there and just say, look, we believe and we would encourage you to at least think about that where we're starting from all of this is a biblical thing. It is, but it's found in other religions, too. Don't get me wrong. We don't want to make this about Christianity per se. But God is good. God is good. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes it doesn't. You try to shake your head and go, "How can that be?" With all the stuff that goes on in the world and all that kind of stuff, I, I I understand, and we're not, we we won't go down that rabbit trail tonight. All right, but if we assume that that's true, let's just, as Rev said in the very beginning, take the preconceived and stick it over to the side, and let's just ground ourselves in God is good, and if that's true, then there are certain character qualities, if we can use that phrase, um, that we would think that would go naturally along with that. Things like God is life, God is love, and wisdom, and intelligence, and peace, and creativity, and beauty,
3: and joy, and and, and, and. We were created in the image and after the likeness of life, of love, of light, of, of peace, of joy, of gratitude. All of it
0: all of it. So let's start from that place that we can take comfort in and then we get to bring in some of the theology. Now we get to bring in some of the perspective that is developed over however long you want to talk about whatever religion you even want to talk about. Uh, and maybe some of those things got sort of distorted along the way. Maybe they were an adventure and missing the point a little bit. Uh, we're going to offer that out there. But when we come back, we're going to probably start from a place that says that we have an original blessing going on here. And so when we're, we look at God that way, what does that look like as we move forward? We'll be right back.
2: Like what you hear so far? Join us in the Rogue Nation by going to our website, www.gorogue.life, where you will find links to our social media and podcast channels, posts on the seeing differently blog and a way to subscribe to all our happenings. We encourage you to become a member of our cafe where you can interact with us and fellow roguers and keep the conversation going. Please share us and like us. Now let's get back to going rogue.
0: All right, we're back. Now let's just take a look at some unimaginable ways to look at God uh, and, and see how that might flesh out. I, I'm, I'm excited about this part, because uh, when we first entered into this sort of topic, it was years ago, and Paul Young, who's the guy who wrote The Shack, wrote a book called Lies We Believe About God. Um, and, and just in even picking that book up and even being willing <laughs> to go through it, and we did it together, a group of us, um, it it, it was amazing, some of the conversation that came out of that whole study. And so we want to kind of not only use young stuff, but we'll also add our own <laughs> that we've experienced along the way, um, and to just sort of, hmm, maybe we believe that, but maybe there's another way to look at it. What are you thinking, guys? You got Anything?
3: I get a little nervous when we say the lies we tell about God. I'll be honest. Can mm-hmm. I just say the misperceptions that we've espoused, yep. rather than lies, because that's kind of accusatory right. that somebody's intentionally doing something, and it's just you know what they believed. There's nothing wrong with it being a misperception.
0: No, I totally agree. That's yeah. That, that I, I, and we wanted to approach it tonight more from a place of just. Unimaginable. Let's just talk about some things that you never would really think about and and want to go there. Uh, so we can debunk the lie thing. Yeah, good good point, Red. That we had already talked about that. Um, so, yeah, I remember having a conversation with one of our buddies about one of Young's points. This is from the book, and it says God wants to use us. And again, think about it in terms of well, that is an an untruth, or that is a, no, that's not really the way we want to look at it. Um, And yet we feel very comfortable wanting to be used by God, right? Why might that be something that we want to rephrase or reform or rethink?
3: Well, I'm going to go to the unthinkable and say it's exactly the opposite. Let's go back to that idea of God as the fire. Fire doesn't care whether you use it or not. doesn't care what you use it for. And God, I don't believe, cares. Here's all this love, this light, this good, this joy, this peace. You can use it or not, but I don't really care. (laughs) That God is really saying, use me. Here I am in your hands. Use me for good. Do something with the fire that I am, the Holy Spirit, the God, whatever it is. Now, that's going to put a lot of people on their ear. But I think this God cares so much for God so loved the world that He gave itself unto us huh. and said, Use me. Rev, I got, I got a crick <laughs> in my neck. We just did a 180 here. Oh, yeah. yeah we've, okay. We flipped it. I well, love it's, that, it's create. It's a total yeah. 180, but it is unthinkable. Yeah, there you go. Some mo- would call it blasphemy. Um, Most people look at
1: it. The other way, I, I like your way better. But most people yeah. are looking at it like God wants to use us. And here's the thing: nobody wants to be used. You know? <laughs> <Exactly> <laughs> I mean, right. and, and, and I don't mean to be so dramatic with this, but but think about someone that comes from like sexual abuse, right? Yeah. I mean, they they could be told, "Hey, God's got a plan for you. He's going to use this, and you're going to go affect all these people in a positive way because you had that abuse." You know, I mean, that's just a terrible way to look at it. Like. Here's here's how I look at it, right? God the Father. I'm a father. I have a daughter. Mm-hmm. And I've never said to her... I can't wait for you to grow up so that I can use you. Sage, you will be daddy's tool to bring glory to me. Like, Can you imagine God saying that? I mean,
3: or, or any parent saying that? Like, I think your daughter would be in therapy.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean. No. That, it, so take the concept of doing good, of taking the spirit and letting it flow to you mm-hmm. and through you. And now we've reframed that a little bit, and that's not being used. I'll go back to Revs 180, and that's using its power for good in the world to learn to love. Right? So, you know, it, it, the using part. So many people over the centuries—well, pretty much for all written history that we can—that's recorded. People have used and abused other people. <laughs> okay, so. You know, let's remove that because, again, that's one of those subtle taught and caught things. You may not even object to it, may not even be a problem for you. And yet when it goes in there, then all of a sudden using people becomes godly.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, whether yeah. you
0: want to even articulate that. Well, and it then it becomes the weapon. It must be right? the will
3: of God. <laughs> yeah. The will of God, which is the greatest excuse yeah, you for not God using card. God and those attributes. You know, you said at the beginning of the podcast, we were created in the image and after the likeness of God. What, what are those attributes? Creative. Right. We are meant to be creative and to mold that God essence, that Holy Spirit, into something good and holy and beautiful, mm-hmm. not the other way around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hello. (laughs)
0: Uh, So that's a goodie. There you go. Put that one in there. Uh, Put that on the table and see what you think about it. What else we got? Stu, you got one?
1: Another uh, one from the book?
0: Or whatever. Yeah, you can do one of your own or do one from the book.
1: How about we need to be saved from God? Oh, yeah, that was on
0: my (laughs) list, too.
1: Okay. Right. I mean, that's.
0: Oh, here. All right. All right. We're gonna wade in. We better put the flak jackets on right now. Yeah. All right.
1: This is a big one. This This is. is, This is the uh, many people's story uh, of Jesus. Is this right? Jesus saving them from God. I feel like I'm gonna get struck by lightning saying this.
3: (laughs) I'm gonna scoot over.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But you know. Um, here's I, I want to I read this quote. Richard Rohr said something that really just uh, impacted me in regards to this need for us to feel like we're being saved from God. This is what he said. Jesus didn't come to change the mind of God about humanity. Jesus <laughs> came to change the mind of humanity about God.
3: Well, there's Jesus another 180. Jesus came to push us to the unthinkable. There's another 180. All right.
0: right. I maybe we should rename this episode 180. All right. <laughs> it could be. Because
3: the, the I only, think. The know? only thing we need to be saved from is ourselves. That's exactly. We need it. to be saved from right. our human ego that's believed yeah. that there's anything but God. Right. The yeah. separation. We just heal ourselves of that and everything will be much better. hmm Yep. Well, I'm, we're going to put
0: um, – we've already talked about this in a previous episode, but we'll put the actual link in the show notes. But if you really want to get just a real top-end view of or perspective of this, watch the little video that Rob Bell did to, to promo his book, Love Wins. And, and he really does a fantastic job in about three minutes of sort of going, well, if that's true – Then this, then what about this? Then what about this? And all this, uh, the the whole complex little ball of yarn that gets fabricated when you have to go to a place that says God doesn't like you, you're a sinner, you need to be saved from him because he's just, and if you don't, there's going to be judgment and you're going to go, and we already talked about some of this heaven and hell stuff, and I won't go down that path, but at the end of the day, if I need to be saved from God, what kind of God is that?
1: Right.
3: It's not the God of love that I understand, that I know in my quiet time and my prayers and meditations. I I can't get my head around it. God loves me so much that God has created a personalized torture chamber of heat for me to go to if I don't follow the the exact rules. Wow, that doesn't sound very loving to me. (laughs) So there it is. If we go back and
0: anything is contrary to those maybe those things that we talked about as character traits of God if our theology ends up bumping up against any of those and not only bumping up against but countermanding any of them, then I think we need to step back and say, maybe we're not
3: looking at it. Th- well, it's right like believing in coach do his relationship with his daughter. I love you so much. I'm going to put you on a permanent timeout If you didn't clean your room <laughs> forever, <laughs> eternity, <laughs> eternity, eternity. And you'll be separate from me for the rest of your <laughs> life. He's <It's> forever. <laughs> now that would be hell. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, and this speaks. All right, let's go to another deep, dark place here, gang. All right. Uh, <clears throat> The cross was God's idea. <laughs> yeah. It speaks in the same vein. Right. right. Well, all right. As part of this salvation story and part of God's salvation plan, the cross was part of the plan where he had to take his son and let him be crucified. All right. To pay the price for our sin. So think about that for a second. Now, again, what kind of God do you get? From
1: that, well, this goes to me. This goes straight to the character of God. Yes, I mean, they, we we listed a whole bunch of words earlier mm-hmm. that describe who God is, and that God and the God that that I know and have experienced would not do this <laughs> right. because because here's why: <laughs> if people don't know, the cross was a major torture device. Oh, absolutely, I mean it's it, the worst way to die. The worst kind, and and they they. Uh, extended the the period of time you were suffering i mean you ended up suffocating right, right exactly. so you see, everyone's seen the movies up on the cross they break the legs mm-hmm. why do they do that to yep, slump to, down yeah oh, slump oh. down so they can't breathe i mean it was right. it was a cruel cruel device to torture people for a long time well, now Bell the Gibson's god that movie. i yeah i mean if you ever watch <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yeah. What, what's the one that's all in um like aramaic yeah. the the movie uh. um the one with uh, Jim Cavazzio. Oh, that's well, yeah, that's
0: that's um, that Mel one Gibson's is, movie.
1: Yeah, that one is tough to watch because yeah. you see how cruel this right. is. So, I, so, my point is that people don't realize when they see that cross. Like, I grew up Catholic, right? I, we mm-hmm. see this cross in our churches, you know, up there with Jesus yep. on it. And you don't think like that's a torture device <sighs> right. I'm looking at.
3: Yeah. And I just don't see God being that way. I right. mean, I just see his. Like, that's not the well, character the, of God to me. The people that believe that God's doing it to himself. Now, there's a lie that I believe we tell that yeah, God yeah. only existed in one man and one person yeah. until God did it to himself. That's kind mm-hmm. of a masochistic God. I can't believe in that one either. <laughs> well, here, here is something I, I do
1: believe. So, th- this goes into um, where was God when X happened, right? So I I believe God was there with Jesus when he was being tortured. I just do. Oh, absolutely. The whole time. It wasn't like he disappeared. And I know what Jesus said on the cross, but God was there the entire time. And I believe feeling what Jesus was feeling up there. Yeah. Like that's the kind of God. Well, you we know,
3: have. let's go back to what he said on the cross. He, there, he's been quoted and misquoted as having saying, Why have you forsaken me? Mm-hmm. That's a mistranslation from the Aramaic. Mm-hmm. What yeah. it really, what he was really saying was, For this I have been born. Mm-hmm. He was having a conversation and a relationship with that presence of God that was right there. And he was saying, I'm, I'm, I'm turning my hands and my life, my whole soul, everything into God's hands because God was as close as his breath in that moment. For this I have been born. Not uh, I don't I can't feel you or know you. Well, and Mac, this is yeah. why the Rev is here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he, yeah. he rounds this out nicely. Uh, no, no, it's, it's, <laughs> that's good, good information. You
0: know, well it, again, we, we we've come to some conclusions theologically for mm-hmm. two thousand years in Christianity anyway, let alone Judaism or anything else mm-hmm. that has been framed over time from lots of different inputs and lots of different, I'm going to just say, influences, all right? Uh, and, And it's just ridiculous to think that things haven't sort of morphed from maybe the actual intent that it was started out with. And and again, that's another place we might talk about it. Well, and you can take the metaphor, just take the
3: metaphor of your own life. I've been through moments that I felt like I was being crucified, emotionally, mentally, physically. This is hard. This is, it wasn't burpees. I can do those. (laughs) But it felt like, man, I can't bear. I cannot bear. It is in those moments where I found a deeper relationship with God. Yes. And it wasn't that I felt abandoned. It was like I was driven out of my ego and my mind, my limited capability to dig into my soul and go, God is right here oh, mm-hmm.
0: well you know you're you guys example of on the cross right then, and was god with jesus absolutely but he guess who else he was with those guys on either side of him all right oh, yes, I yes. Mean, so you know jesus didn't have a lock on god by any means in, in that moment and one of the things i do love when you say was god there or not in the movie mm-hmm. when jesus dies uh, a teardrop falls from yeah. heaven, right? Remember that—that that right. was one of the most poignant things I've in the whole movie for me. You right. know, that just the that God was that God was grieving. Right. Okay, uh, so uh so God God's really pretty cool, gang. Okay, if <laughs> if we kind of can shed some of this baggage, I think I'll call it that, kind of gets in the way. So, well, I'm going to
3: uh, put you on the edge. Does you know, God grieve? You know. Yeah. does that 's a human attribute, true or does God just yeah. know love period
0: yeah I, I, and, I, and I, I absolutely hear what you 're saying rev and and again it, it, i remember I remember I was going through some classes one time um, that was talking about how do you pray, and it was so different to take words like you and uh it, you know out of it because of course you, you grow up and, and, and there is some value, I do think at, at some point for everybody or not everybody but that that it can become Abba, as Jesus would Pop. say,
3: you know, the Pop. Abba, right. you know. Well, it, it makes it relatable. Uh, exactly, we, we have to find ways as human beings to relate exactly. with this, with God, yeah. with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, and so down. we do use words that are right. personality centric, right? But we just can't get stuck there.
0: Right, and that I totally agree. Yeah, you know, it's okay. It gives you context. It gives you a frame. It gives you a way to pursue. But exactly, don't get don't get hung up on it. So. Uh, mm-hmm. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, I got a final one. You got anything? You got another one? Yeah, let's, one you let's bring hear in? it. Let's hear right. this final so, one. Uh, so, it. so um, years ago, a guy named uh, Richard Bach. Many of you might know him if you do from Jonathan Livingston Siegel. Good stuff. He also wrote a book called Illusions. Oh yeah. Um, and in that book, um, he he had this it's called the Adventures of a Reluctant Messiah. And without getting into the whole book, there's I had a handbook and it had lots of little pithy sayings in it that that he was teaching, that the the one guy was teaching the other guy. And I always remember this one because I wrestled with it a lot <laughs> when I first read it. So I want to kind of bring this one to bear as we kind of close this episode out. And that is um the greatest sin is limiting the is capital is don't do it and I really had to step back from there and say wait a minute are, are you trying to tell me that I can limit God that doesn't that if I, if that's the way I'm going to interpret that that does not resonate with me I, I don't understand how uh, the I can affect anything to do with God or God's character or anything like that, and yet it started to make more and more sense to me the more and more I pondered it. You know, what's that say to you guys? us at the top, I know.
3: I, I, I'm with you. I don't think we can limit God at all. Yeah. God is so much more than than that. But we can sure limit our ability to see, to feel, to know, and to sense God. We get in our own way. We've met the enemy, and it is us. (laughs) Yeah, I'm with you on that.
0: Well, there it is. There's the framing of of that statement. God itself, himself, herself can't be limited, but we sure can limit the effect, the power, the flow, the understanding as it comes into our life and goes through our life. We, We can definitely, quote, limit God. In in the perception by our own actions, just like Rev was saying. So let's keep that one in mind. Maybe we'll just sort of end. We'll leave you with that. Here's the question. Think about how you might be limiting God. We're going to leave you with that one. How about that, guys? Can we just leave it out there? Mm-hmm. What do you think? Okay. Yeah.
3: Live into the mystery. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, just uh, start thinking a little bit unthinkable. Press into the gray, right, and into the mystery, and it'll be a ride like nothing else. We mm-hmm. can assure you of that. So enjoy it, guys. This is good stuff tonight. Oh, we, yeah. We, we, we got oh. unthinkable. We got 180, all right? It was good. I appreciate it. Thanks for the insight and the wisdom. I learned stuff.
3: You guys right? are great teachers.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> it's fun These stuff. These are
1: great guys. conversations, and everybody yeah. – if you engage in these conversations, you're just gonna learn and grow and you're gonna have fun enjoying your life.
0: Yeah. Right? That's right.
3: So all I know is I'm gonna go home now and do some burpees.
1: <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> all right. Thanks
0: for listening. We appreciate it. Uh engage with us. We'd love to hear from you. And sort of a spur of the moment thing right now because we just have so much more to unpack with this topic. We're going to do another one. We're going to do a part two. So keep uh, tuned in for that. Uh, And with that, we will see you on the flip side. Take care.
2: Wow, you made it and can now unbuckle. Thanks for listening to An Unthinkable God, where we offered some roguish perspectives to the more traditional herd thinking beliefs about God. Mac and the guys are excited about continuing to wrestle with more of these unthinkable ideas in a future episode so subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss a nugget remember to visit the website at www.gorogue.life for lots of follow-up information see the show notes for any links to episode content and join us in the ongoing cafe conversation where every week we post some thought-provoking questions for your own roguish conversations oh and of course tell everyone you know about us and like follow and engage Be sure to tune in next week when Mac unleashes another unthinkable conversation. That is, if you dare.